Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you ready? Hardwick. Dominate every player. Needs you. And Richard. Standing tall and proud again. Must be nice. It's time to go. Let's go. I'm always down for something new. I know you're going to dig this. Now, here's Nick and Judson. Judge my man, coming up at 8.15, we're going to get into what is the best one-on-one battle on a football field. Josh Norman had some fierce words towards Deds Brian, Odell Beckham. I'd be looking for some scrums this year. That's going to be a lot of fun. So coming up at 8.15, going to be a hot debate. Do you like this one-on-one battle? I do. One-on-one matchup. You know what else has been a one-on-one matchup? The Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers for the last three years. My goodness, can the NBA get something going? That's right. Let's uh, test birthday, birthday boys. You ready to fire off the one big question? Oh, he's also the history guy. Oh, that's right. We have a uh, he. He was bragging about the spelling bee and the history bee. The history. We didn't even know that was a thing. No. So we're going to have a, a history bee coming up at eight forty-five. One big question. Or one big question is not a historical question. It is not is what is the tavern that the Marine Corps was founded in? I bet you don't know that, do you? No. No. <laughs> no. History guy. You don't. Look at me. Got you, sucker. That's not a third grade question, so. <laughs> it isn't. No, you're right. And it's also just out of left field. Nothing you could have studied for. Our one big question is this three-peat finals matchup between the Cavs and the Warriors. Is this the best thing for the NBA? Three in a row, Judd. Three in a row. I'm good with three. I'm good with three. Uh, four is pushing the limit. We're going to have four. Like that, that, That's what I think of when I think about this. And so the more I think about it, the more I, I'm not convinced it's the best thing for the NBA. Because, yes, these are the two best teams. Yes, they have the best players, the Kevin Durant, the Steph Currys, the Kyrie Irvings, obviously the LeBron James, who is chasing the greatest of all time we can get into the debate can we agree that he is chasing the greatest of all time oh yes okay i think and i really believe this if they beat the golden state warriors somehow some way they could beat what is maybe the best roster ever assembled in the nba don't I think fact, so too don't fact check me on that they're all stars there's a hall of famers on that roster yes if lebron's Cavs can somehow beat the golden state warriors the all-star team from the west then he will be the greatest of all time. I'm wondering how it's affecting his legacy. I'm wondering how it's affecting his legacy by seeing how easily he just waltz to the finals. And the same goes for the Western Conference. Because when people look back on this era, they are going to say, somewhat unfairly in my estimation, because the ring is the thing. It's about winning the rings. But getting, getting to the finals shouldn't be the ultimate waltz it is is now. And normally I don't have a problem with the three-peat, but if you look at how the one game that the Cavs lost, they were up 21 points in that one game. The Warriors didn't lose any games, and we're going to have a four-peat. Like, the three-peat isn't as sexy because you know that there's a four-peat coming, right? Kevin Durant isn't going to leave. He is a free agent. Is he? 
Oh, yeah. It was a one-year deal? Yes, he has a chance to get out and go if he wants to. But why leave? Exactly. Really, why leave? He's right. in a huge market up in Northern California, and he's on the best team ever assembled. So why leave? And he's getting his. Right, and he, he's in the finals, and he knows he can be there next year. And being on that kind of roster, he's got the ability to rest those bones more. Because he doesn't have to play every night. He doesn't have to give it up every single night for the team to have a chance to win. He can sit more. Over the years, he'll be able to sit more if he stays on a loaded-up roster. The NBA's in in quite a quandary, it feels like to me, because, well, you had your star call the regular season boring last year when everyone is saying that it's boring. And then the two teams that you want there, they just roll to be there. So it's like, yes, we want these two teams, but wouldn't you want some sort of competition? All competition. Yeah, you want a lot of competition. I think that's what the NBA is lacking is parity. There's no parity in the NBA rosters. And to me, it all comes down to the way they handle free agency. There's a there's a cap limit on a guy. You can make a max salary. In other sports, if you want a certain guy as a team and you want to clear out your roster to be able to have the finances to be able to do it, you can do it. You can go out and get a guy. You can go from bottom to the top pretty quick because you can say, hey, we will pay you more. Say you're the Memphis Grizzlies. And you want to go after Paul George, but LA also wants Paul George. Well, you're going to have to give me four or five million dollars more a year to go to Memphis, Tennessee, than you are to go to Los Angeles to play for the Lakers. That's just competition to me. Being able to go out and recruit better talent through pay structure. The pay structure is limiting capitalism in the NBA, which is limiting the competitive nature of the individual businessmen. 5701360. Today's one big question we are asking you regarding the NBA Finals is a three-peat matchup the best thing for the NBA? You can hit us up on Twitter at Judson1360 at Hardwinna or 5701360. Chris wants to weigh in. Chris, good morning. Thanks for the phone call. Hey, good morning. Uh, question for you guys, just in terms of kind of your opinion on something. So I grew up in the 80s, and it was Lakers-Celtics every year, you know, seemingly. And uh, people refer to that as the golden age of the NBA. And, and, you know, everyone loved it. It was it was the two best players, Magic and Bird, going at it every year on the two best teams. And so, what you know, if, if that was the golden age and it was great for the NBA, why then is the two best players going at it in, from Golden State and Cleveland – potentially, you know, why, why is that so bad? It's, we've got great matchups with great players. Well, Chris, do you, do you think it's bad, or, or are you more excited about this one because it is these two teams yet again? Well, I'm, I'm a Spurs fan, so there's a little ah. bit of, you know, but, but at the same time, I, I, love that, I love that it's the best players on the best teams competing, you know, for the crown. You, you know that there's not pretenders sneaking their way in there to get going up to get blown out in the finals. It's it's the two best, and you, you figure you're going to get six or seven great games. I love it. All right, Chris, thanks for the phone call. We appreciate it. 570-1360, that's the number to dial. He brings up a good point. I mean, the, the Celtics-Lakers rivalry, they are legendary. They are historic. They were great. Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird. Sure. We, we've enjoyed that LeBron good for James. the NBA then? Yes. Okay. I, I Overall, don't, I, I don't, don't have know. statistics. I, I don't know. I, I just don't even, I'm not even aware of that time. I would say yes. I wasn't cognizant of I mean, they've what these matchups meant. It. Right, yeah, the great era looking back. <laughs> right. Looking back, you'll be able to take these finals games and you'll be able to go, or these series that they put together, three, four, five, six, who knows how many times or how long these 
teams are going to stay assembled like this, you'll be able to look back and go, wow, the golden era of basketball, because you're going to be looking in hindsight and all you're going to care about is the two winning teams. Sure. And as they're clamoring for that top spot of dynasty of what do we even call this? 2010s, the 10s. Sure. Something like that. We'll be able to look back at those two teams. You're right. It doesn't roll off the tongue like the 80s or the 90s. Yeah, because you look back at other dynasties and you don't remember the teams they necessarily beat. You just remember the team. You look back at the 80s with Magic and Bird teams and maybe you can just go, well, the rest of the NBA wasn't good either. It was just those two teams, one out of the East, one out of the West, and they continually found their way to the finals. And maybe at the time it was like, these playoffs are a snooze fest. These regular seasons stink. But then you look back, and in hindsight, it's easy to look at those games and those matchups and go, wow, that was that was really romantic. You know what I really like about the Warriors is their big three before they got Kevin Durant, none of them were expected to be great NBA players. Like I, I, True. I, I respect the hell out of legitimate scouting. And because I think scouting is is one of the most exciting things in sports from a projection standpoint, right? Why do we love the NFL draft so much? Because of bus. If everyone just was as good as a spot that they were chosen, it would be incredibly boring. It would be a machine then. Right. There would be no drama in there. You wouldn't be able to go, why did DJ Fluker, why would you draft him with that pick overall? Because you knew you should have seen there's the drama created by the failure and then the the drama created by the guy drafted later and that rises to sure. heights that you never could have seen. Yeah, a, I mean, a, a Bryce Harper is only so much as fun to watch because there is a Matt Bush type that went number one overall. I mean, let's not forget, Kevin Durant went number one overall. You had Anthony Bennett go number one overall out of UNLV, who isn't in the NBA. So getting it wrong job, Tony. is what makes getting it right. So th- there were those that I believe, did Steph Curry come out at the same time as Jimmer Ferdette? I mean, th- I-, I remember some comparisons. One was way before him. But, oh. st- well, Steph Curry... There were a lot of people that thought that he did not have a chance to be a good NBA player. Uh, Clay Thompson went to Washington State and was virtually an afterthought. I've actually heard his father, Michael Thompson, read his scouting report on the air, and it just obliterated his son's ability. Draymond Green went in the second round. Draymond Green went in the second round of the NBA draft. I mean, the scouting, go ahead, screw He's a masher. Jimmer Fredette was 2011 with the uh, first-round 10th overall pick, and Steph Curry was 2009 with the 7th overall pick. 7th overall. Okay, so Steph, I mean, number 7. Still, 7 is not that high in the NBA. Well, he's a two-time NBA MVP and arguably the greatest three-point shooter that the NBA has ever seen. So he should have been first that year. You think he'd go a little bit higher than 7. Clay Thompson was was a late first-round. Yes. He's frail-looking. Right. And he's since stacked up a little bit, and that game... Sure as heck translates. It certainly does. From going to college to going to NBA, sure translates. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we did get one note, and, and I, I think we should go to the NFL here because I've been wanting to get to this topic. Chip Kelly is joining ESPN as a college football analyst. Breaking news coming down the pipe. Coaching is over for him. No, it is not over. No, he'll, he'll, re- just, he'll return back. No. He's got to let the game catch up to him a little bit. He's just waiting. For, that Oregon coach is probably going to be after out this one year. I mean, he already got all those kids sick from the workouts. All right, well, that was on the strength and conditioning coach, but he was the head coach at the time. He got them all sick? No, not sick. Injured. Yes. They had to go to the hospital. 
heat exhaustion. The strength and conditioning coaches beat the hell out of these kids. They got heat exhaustion. Yeah. Heat stroke. Bad idea. Chip Kelly. He, that's going to be a lot of words per minute. He's. <laughs> I don't need a lot of words per minute. I'd like more entertainment. I mean, he, Chip to me isn't a real big personality. No way. He talks fast. He's technical though. Who's who's more dull, Chip Kelly or Jay Cutler? Uh, Jay Cutler by a long shot. You're not pumped on Jay. No, it's like a melted candle. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I, I have a whole lot of mean? interest. <laughs> Imagine his face. It's like a candle melting. No, it's melting away. And he doesn't yeah, because do it. Chip looks so he fit. Doesn't do, he doesn't do anything for me. No, it's not about the fitness. It's just that's his expression all the time. He's like, well. Right. He's kind of got that Eli Manning thing going on. Yeah, he looks constantly tired. Yeah, let me see some excitement. Constantly bored. Yeah, he needs to get better sleep at night. Well, Josh, uh, Josh Norman's going to show you some excitement. <laughs> the He's Washington- got WWE on us. This is great. I love this. You dig it? I do. All right. You want to get him? No. Okay, I'll read him. Josh Norman said this to Bleacher Report. Quote, trust me when I tell you it's going to be bad blood this year. You think the NFC East didn't like each other before? This year right here, there's going to be a lot of fines and maybe some suspension. I'm going to be honest with you. This blank is going to get really ugly because I do have a safety, DJ Swearinger, that don't give a blank. That's an F-bomb. And I definitely don't. And I know they don't have that many people on the offense who do on their side. And he went on to say, uh, Norman said, quote, "I'm, I'm letting all hell break loose. And he's talking about going up against Des Bryant and Odell Beckham Jr. in the NFC East. Royal Rumble! I'm letting all hell break loose. Can I remind you one thing about Josh Norman? Yeah, please. He doesn't always cover these guys. He feels more comfortable on one side of the field. His hips work one way. Yes. True. So shut up. If you can't cover the best guy out there... No, 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 no. You He's got to follow him everywhere he goes. That's what Jason Verrett does. That's no. Jason Verrett said, I, I I cover the best wide receiver on the field. Josh Until Norman they does they not. had Casey Hayward. <laughs> no. Well, didn't <laughs> Casey get interceptions because they were thrown away from Verrett for a little while? Possibly. He had to make those interceptions, though. He turned out to be really, really steady at cornerback. Oh, no Always doubt. Always in the right spot at the right time. Jason's more volatile. Best free agent landing by any general manager, Casey Hayward, to the Chargers last year. Last year? Yes. Any? Oh, yeah. Oh, from cool. from a contract-friendly deal oh, yeah. to the number of interceptions. Okay, you had all that in. Yes. You had all that in. Right. He was huge. the third best corner in the league in some of the rankings that they put out. Casey was. Casey was. Yeah, yeah. he's a stud. Right. He's a stud. He's really good for the team, too. So you don't lose respect for a cornerback if they don't if they say that they're the best at their position. No. That really? No, I don't. No. Because his I'll, hips are more comfortable swiveling in the other direction. Left tackle doesn't play right tackle. Von Miller switches sides. Guy doesn't go over with him. He's like, wait, which side's Von going on this time? Oop, gotta go over there. No, but I'm talking about the real athletes on the field. Yeah, it's ah, to geez, me. That's a, you know, to me when you talk about a one actually a good point. One-on-one matchup on the field, what's the most exciting one-on-one matchup on the field? It's those two position groups. It's left tackle, right tackle, going against an edge rusher. That's number two. I should say 1B, really, because that could be a huge game changer. And then cornerback going against a star wide receiver. That is a massive matchup. And and probably the most exciting in football. Now, a, a left tackle... They can't go right tackle or they're not comfortable going at the right tackle just because they're so used to the movement as a left tackle going left instead of right. Yeah, you couldn't hit right-handed, could you? Okay, come on. 
No, it's the same thing. It's what? not the same. Yes, it is. No, I and can step to the right you... and step to the left. No, no, no. Rather similarly. It's totally different. It's totally different. When you're one of those guys, their hips get programmed a certain way. Their body gets locked into a certain pattern. They really can't get out of it. And and seriously, it's like doing a left-handed layup if you're a right-handed guy. It's like, which leg is your power leg? Which leg do you like jumping off of? you got a power leg that's your that's your stability leg. That's the one that you would jump off of if you were to choose. If you were to just run and do a layup, you've got that leg. Same with Josh Norman playing cornerback. He's got a power leg, and he's got a he's got one that he prefers to probably hold high, and one that he prefers to keep back. All right, but wouldn't a wide receiver have a power leg as well? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't a wide receiver? Should we give a wide receiver more credit if they're able to go from both sides of the field? And wouldn't no. a good wide receiver be able to get off of that power leg by going one direction and going the other direction, and to make a cornerback uncomfortable? No, they do. And the difference is between a left tackle and like a center and a guard. Or guards, I'm only going in my left-handed stance usually. A center has balanced stance, so he can go both ways. And you get comfortable going both directions. Those guys lock in neural patterns, and their body just doesn't work the other way. It's like, crap, I've heard guys like, I can't go play right tackle. My hips don't work that way. Everything's backwards to them. It just doesn't work. I think I just picked up a subtly savage moment. Because I feel like a center has to be able to go both directions. Because obviously, they're in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> the center is in Look the middle, out. and so they don't have the luxury of having one power leg. No, you can't Did choose. Did you just compliment centers? No, you can't choose. No, it's just a difference. You need more agility. No, your Isn't body... that why you're lighter? No, I don't think so. Your body just gets locked into a certain way of moving. Your, your body has a preference. That's why receivers can usually go both directions. But when you do pick up on one guy who's only really good at cutting to his right, you've got a huge advantage. Like a defensive tackle, some of those guys can only rush from one side. Dwight Freeney can only rush from one side. That's it. That's all he's capable of doing. His hips don't work the other way. They won't open or close. You, do, you, do you remember last year? Because uh, this, was, this was a big story. I don't remember who the Redskins were playing. It may have been uh, it, it may have been the Giants where Josh Norman did not line up against, let's say it was Odell Beckham He didn't Jr. follow him around. He didn't follow him around. But you know what he did after the game? He put it on the defense. He actually put it on the defensive coordinator and said, I'm just doing what the defense, de- well, what defense it's asked for. me to do. Yeah, which that was Joe Barry. <laughs> and, that, and that's rare Redskins. also for a player to put something back on a coach. Right. Be like, no, a coach told me to stay over here. Exactly. But also, it could be a good move to not have the same guy matched up against the star every single time. You got to have, it's nice to have a little bit of a mental break to have like a playoff or something. You can do that through coverage. You can drop back into a zone, give a guy a little bit of time off. You start matching up too hard and having a red line all the time because you're going against the best receiver on the field. You know what happens? You tear your ACL. The cornerback does or the wide receiver does? Jason Verrett. Yeah, but that I also having thought to recover, of, having to regrab, having to, and Verrett does follow everyone on the field. But I also thought of Keenan Allen. You know who that was against? You remember who we did that Marcus against? Marcus Peters, right? Yeah. And what does Keenan Allen do on Twitter? He goes at Marcus Peters. Yeah. So what's he trying to do? Be his best, the fastest routes out of every break. He was going boom, so boom. hard. You saw him. He was going so hard. He was spazzing out. He was giving too much effort at times that didn't dictate or warrant. That much effort. You got to be able to throttle. It's pacing during a race and knowing when to choose to go hard or not. 
and he was going too hard. And I think Jason has to play a little bit too hard also. Led to an ACL tear. I mean, it's inter- I, I do feel like we need to give more credo. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To the, the cornerbacks that go up against the wide receivers all over the field. Oh, yes. Like, doesn't Darrell Rivas... Durrell he always covers to. the best. Used to. Used to. Yeah. What happened to him? ACL. Blew out his ACL. It so quickly, who is the best corner in the league, your guys' opinion? When? Ever? Right now. Right now. Oh, God. Well, yeah. Casey's Because pretty... I have a number one ranking in mind. Go. Xavier Woods is actually the number one ranked corner. He had one of the best seasons as a corner. He plays for the Minnesota Vikings. And then it's Aqib Tlaib. Aqib <laughs> Tlaib. Yeah. I would probably put Akeem over uh, Woods just because Tlaib's won a championship. I know more about him. Uh, and he survived shooting himself. Oh, Akeem. Which I respect. Akeem drives me wild. He's a nut. He drives me wild. That secondary, though, through and through, best by far. Yeah, Chris Harris Jr. Yeah. They're Bradley Roby. Yeah. Oh, Bradley Roby as well. Yeah. Yeah. They got a good defense. They're really good. Really good defense. But Josh Norman, some big words. I like this. Words. I like this. Players need to be more aggressive towards one another. You like him? Yeah, let's not out. have a nice, friendly NFL. Let's have a, a really fired up NFL. Let's have some more WWE talk. Let's talk smack. All right, we've got uh, a teammate of yours that wants to weigh in, in fact. Awesome. You know Greg? Of course I know Greg Camarillo. Greg, what's up, buddy? Nick, good morning. How are you guys? Great. How are you? What do you got? Good. So I wanted to chime in on the um, a cornerback not switching sides. Please. Yeah, please tell us. Educate me. So it's uh, you got to take him out of the out of the top cornerback list if he can't switch sides. And it's as soon as a cornerback shows a weakness and an offense knows that, you just play against it. So um, got you. So you can th- use it as leverage that a guy can't open his hips, he can't rotate to the other side, that he's limited. Exactly. So my my example is when I was in Miami and we came back here to San Diego, Cromartie was at the top of top of his game as a one on one cornerback, but. We knew that as soon as you put combinations to Cromartie's side, he got confused. So if you put two or three receivers to his side, his weakness showed up. So when he's one-on-one, you avoid him. Great cornerback. But when you've got two guys to him, he gets confused. That's when you throw to his side. And so you got to take a guy off of a top one, two, three list because that weakness is there. Gotcha. So take him out of the three-by-one, put him more in a two-by-two. Yeah, I mean, just any any time, you know, a true shutdown corner. So in my in my time, that was Revis, and he could go anywhere, you know, and, and that's when the guy's at the top of his game. Gotcha. But if he's not willing to go that way, then, you know, he's, he may be good, but he's not great. Hey, Greg, what, what did you make of what Nick said about as far as injuries? Uh, because, you know, we watched it both with Keenan Allen, with Jason Verrett. Their explosiveness also led to injuries. Can Can you be going too hot at times at that position? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you. Um, but if you're if you're a one-on-one corner, you got to be ready. So maybe that's uh, that's on the run plays. You back off a little bit. Um, but as a receiver, you know when the ball has a chance to come in your way, and you and you could you could take off a little bit when you're not included in the play. Craig, thanks for the call. Thanks for the insight. Appreciate it, friend. Hey, I appreciate you getting me on, fellas. All right, see you soon. All right.
That was great stuff. Greg Camarillo, love that. That's good insight. Yeah, anytime a player exposes weaknesses, it, I don't care what position it is, then you take them off the top of the chart. If a, if a guy's going to be at the top of the chart, he, be, he better be able to run block. He better be able to pass block. A tight end better be able to catch touchdowns. He better be able to pass and run block. That, to me, when you expose weaknesses, then you allow the defense to see or the offense to see where you're going to attack them. All right, for those of you that love the NF- NHL that were watching it last night, guess what? I'm going to give you a chance to call in and tell us why. 570-1360. All right! And Nick has a clutch athlete that no one is talking about. We'll tell you who it is coming up next. Hey, it's Carson Hartman. And coming up on the show this afternoon, when you look at the Chargers' new head coach, Anthony Lynn, is his heart style actually going to be refreshing for this football team in 2017? We'll discuss on XL 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. Danny Boy on Twitter says, win something on the radio. Cross off the bucket list. Much appreciated. Extra at Hardwin at Judson. Cheers, fellas. Cheers to you, Danny. Appreciate you playing along. I believe he got some Cubbies tickets or some Adam movie tickets. One of the two right now. Be caller number five. Yeah, be caller number two, rather. Ooh. Color number two, because Judd thinks in the six o'clock hour, that's when our fitness gurus are around. <laughs> well, we're going to award some of you fitness gurus still with us at 830. Camp Pendleton Mud Run. We got a two pack to go to Camp Pendleton Mud Run and participate June 10th or 11th. That's a Saturday or Sunday. It's a 10K or a 5K. I'm going to be doing the 10K on Saturday, June 10th in the morning there. So sign up, run with me. I'll run with you. I ain't going anywhere fast. Do you want to tell people the other fun parts about the the mud run that you told them about in the six o'clock hour? Showers. (laughs) showers we get a shower together we can run together and then we can shower together what better way to come together than to shower with another human yay there's a lot happens in the shower in an nfl locker room oh boy not not like off this is all above board right right right, that's where a lot of the real deep dive conversations happen is in the shower really that's where you get to know a teammate that you may not have gotten to know that's where you get that one little nugget there's so many guys on a roster you only have like one little nugget with a guy mm-hmm. that's not in your position group. And that's where you get that nugget is the shower, the hot tub when you're stuck next to somebody that you wouldn't normally sit with at lunch or whatever. It's like, hey, cool. I'm going to talk to this guy for a minute. What's going on? Where are you from? All right. <laughs> shower talk. You know, a very annoying thing and immature thing that was done in in, uh, uh, in the baseball realm. I don't know if this was done in the NFL. I'll tell you. Well, OK, so, you know, you've got the you've got the. uh the soap that you can get that you just push on, the whatever zip. thing's called. Yeah, the d- soap dispenser. Soap dispensers, right? Well, there was this thing that people would do where they would they would get a handful of the soap, the liquid soap. Oh, yeah. And as you were getting out of the shower and you oh, were yeah. all done, they would throw it at you. Because what do you have to do when you got soap on you? You have to get back in the shower. It's an endless game of fun. <laughs> Is it? I found it to be utterly obnoxious, and I'm tired of showering with you guys. Can I please go away? Oh, I loved it. I thought Let that was... me leave this shower. If somebody, if if you wanted to get under somebody's skin, there's no better way. That it, was the it worked. best. Or... That was me. I was trying to get back to work. I had a lot of work to do to not get cut. Or you how... had time to hang out. How about just throwing a wadded up 
wash rag with a bunch of soap on it at yep. somebody and drill them in the back with your wash rag. <laughs> okay, well, that's disgusting. That's bad. In fact, it's all disgusting. No, it's all good. Uh, Shower talk. By the way, just uh, just to go back, because we've heard Casas look at a couple a couple times today. Uh, loose cannons get started at three. And I look forward to hearing both Hartman and Casas' thoughts on Anthony Lynn. We had a good conversation on this yesterday. And so I actually I checked our poll results. Because their topic today is very similar to the one we enjoyed yesterday. Is Anthony Lynn's media style going to be a problem, or is it just what the Chargers need? As of now, our poll, 68% of you say, no, they need Anthony Lynn to be like this. That's the way we worded I don't know exactly what he's like. We're somewhat projecting how he's going to handle it in the heat of the moment. 67% say they're, they, they like the way Anthony Lynn seems at the podium as of now. You need an aggressive, tough guy. Right. I think as your head coach, a guy who's... Either one going to be just incredibly analytical and that's going to be a stick or two, a guy who is maybe a little rougher, a little raw, sure. a little more just straight manly stand up in front of a group of guys. It's the most I'm telling you, I've I've spoken in big rooms. I've spoken in small rooms, the hardest room to speak in front of NFL locker room. It is so hard. Judgmental pricks that will use every single little word against you. And they're all tough guys. And if you slip up yeah. or you show any signs of weakness, they are going to be all over you. There's, the senses are hyper aware like that. So it's a tough locker room to stand up. Anthony Lynn just up there seems like a really tough guy, commanding presence. And to me, that, that goes a long way in an NFL locker room. Yeah. I, I, now you got to have the brains to back it. So you'll see what kind of decisions are being made during the games and during the work weeks. And, and the temperament. Yes. And do you, do you reward guys at the right time? Do you know when to give them a day off? Do you know when to push them a little bit harder? That's all going to be tested coming up. But currently, I like his presence at the podium. Okay, so you, you brought something up today. You wanted to uh, give props to a guy that we don't talk a lot about. We don't talk a lot of hockey. No, we don't. But Sidney Crosby, and by the way, I think I do see San Diego as a hockey town. Not that we're going to cover hockey, but I think an NHL town would uh, an NHL team would absolutely thrive in San Diego. I think the goals He's at have the proven glass. that. He's coming around the goal. He's down the blue line. Oh, offsides! But is that a no hockey horse race? Doc Emmerich. Oh, that was Doc. <laughs> that was my Doc. I heard the tonage. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but it felt like they were horse racing. Oh. <laughs> Up the glass to Crosby. But Sid the kid to you. Is would you call him underrated? Did you say that we not we don't or this is the clutch he should be gene spoken itself? With it the same way that we're speaking about Wayne Gretzky, Ooh. he's for hockey now. What Wayne Gretzky was for hockey in his day, he is the guy who was supposed to be the great one, like LeBron James, who has become the greatest player. He is incredibly, incredibly clutch on the biggest stage and the biggest games and the most tense moment. Sid, the kid's the one that's going to cut through and end up putting a goal in the back of the net. He's unbelievable. I mean, he's won golds all across all levels, right? Minors, juniors, junior international competition. He's won gold in 2010 in Vancouver. He hit the overtime game winning goal against the Americans there. And I was devastated by that goal. Devastated. Cause I was killing my family on, on our little text, text. chat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was killing him. He crushed me golds at the world's world cup, 2016, 2015, 2017 goal leader. The guy is nothing but clutch, and we don't talk enough about him. The you know, way he's been able to adapt his game, the way he's been able to rebound from serious career-threatening concussions and still come back, lead the league in goals this year, he is phenomenal. 
Would you venture to guess that the the gold medal for his country means more than any Stanley Cup? To him? Yes, I would. Yeah. What about to his legacy? Because there's no way that, that LeBron James, that a uh, a gold medal would mean more, at least the way that we perceive it, yeah, no way. than an NBA final trophy. No way. Which NBA- I think it's cool that you can win something that's out of the highest level of your sport that may mean more to your legacy. I think that's great. I think that 2010 gold that they won in Vancouver solidified his legacy and everything he's been doing since then is just icing on top of the cake. You think so? And he's evolved his game. Yeah, that was the moment where it's like he is, he is Sid the Kid. He is what we expected him to be. He turned into the greatest hockey player that comes through at these big epic moments and he does it. It's phenomenal. Big Burn Show Shocker coming up next. Coming up Friday in the Herd, new host of First Things First, Chris Carter, Nick Wright on the couch. NBA champ Steven Jackson and Chris Broussard stop by as well. We get going in the Herd at 9 after Hardwick and Richard on Extra 1360, Fox Sports San Diego. The Big Burn of the Day, brought to you by Excalibur Cigar Lounge. Burn of the day winner goes to our personal bodyguard, Rich Myron on Twitter. Rich Myron, yesterday we put up a poll question on Twitter. Okay, went through Twitter, says, is Anthony Lenz media style going to be a problem? And Rich, responding to a couple of other folks, said, what else is there to talk about? Minor league soccer reality is Chargers are closest NFL team with tons of history here. And then that kind of set off into this. It's still going. Yes, it the, is. The it battle totally is. still rages this morning. <laughs> the battle still rages. At 745, they were still getting after one another. I, I haven't even checked the top of my notifications yet, but I would imagine this thing is still going on. So Rich wins, not only for today, he wins a $50 gift certificate to Excalibur Cigar Lounge. Enjoy that, Rich. We'll get a hold of you, pal. You know what I appreciate, too? Yes, Rich is uh, our Twitter security guard. Rich, it's a discussion. Like, they're actually having a discussion. It's not full of vitriol and anger. Rich seems far more level-headed than I do. (laughs) Christian, on the other hand, Christian admitted to being a hothead. On Twitter, just probably 20 minutes ago, he admitted to being a hothead. He's like, of course I'm hot-headed. Yeah, he's fired up. For the people out there, you guys have been pretty obsessed with this Twitter stream all day long. (laughs) It's been Yes, it's actually part of our show, Shocker. Someone said to me yesterday on Twitter... They said, talk more about the Padres. It hurts too much to cover the Chargers. Stop talking about them. I responded simply, no. He responded, LOL, I appreciate your brutal honesty and directness. (laughs) (laughs) True. We'll all get through it together. Talk more Padres. We're talking years. Years till they're going to be good. Right, but we actually do talk. You and I have talked more Padres on a regular basis of any show that I've been on in the last five years. I haven't cared more about the Padres than this year, ever. I, I'm really excited by him. I am intrigued by him. I like the manager. There's some young talent on this baseball club that I think could help at some point get them into a playoffs, but got to bring in that pitching at some point. Yeah, by the way, we celebrated Andy Green at 6 o'clock in the morning. I mean, Andy's using all these big words and fancy talk. We're talking about how he's not going with the traditional closer mentality. 
We thought that was awesome. If you missed it, you can always find it at podcentersportsd.com. Uh, also in the 6 o'clock hour, you missed uh, Mr. Braggadocious over there, Scraby, about not only being a spelling bee champ, but also a history bee All champ, right, champ, which I've never Heck even yeah. heard of. The champ so is here. We are going to have, after the show, Shocker, we're going to do a little bit of a history bee of our own to close this thing down on a Friday. Here's the show, Shocker. And now it's time for the show shocker. What matchup problems do you think are going to give the Cavs the worst issues? Well, I think I think Cleveland wins this series in six. Oh, this I, I, okay. The Cavs in six. The Cavs win. Guys, it might very very well be a five game series. I, I and I. You know the Warriors got Kevin Durant, right, Ron? They I went twelve this. straight. I, I, you I know that, Ron? This. I understand this. Christian drops in. On Rich, and these two, I, I bet they're still tweeting each other. There's been so many little rabbit holes. Christian chimes back to Rich. He said, guess you'd be BFF with a wife who cheated on you, said she wants a divorce, and gets married when you sign the paper. Guess so. Then Johnny jumps in, and Johnny says the marriage example from a guy who's divorced. I got divorced. I didn't stop seeing my son. People get divorced all the time and see their kids. Well, then I chimed in because I couldn't <laughs> help myself. I said, how about this? Would you see your dad if he remarried? Yeah, you'd be pissed at first, but would you go see him? Then Christian says, living in another city. Don't be too sure. Just because you would do that like you have already doesn't mean fans should. Fans who have been kicked in the cojones. It, and <laughs> by the way, the family analogy is still going on. And I, I've got a good chuckle out of reading this because somehow we've are now comparing a football team to people's children. I love this. That was a lot of fun going down that little string. I'm still following it. I, I still haven't made it to the end of the trail <laughs> of these guys. They are still going. It's unbelievable. By the way, this discussion, and I need to stop saying, by the way, you can punch me in the face next time I do it. But <laughs> fair enough. It's not ending anytime soon. Like years. Oh, it's going to be years. Yes. And I think there's going to be a lot more hate watching than I originally anticipated. I'm, I'm There's a lot of pushback in San Diego. A lot of mad people here. A lot of mad people. You must be on social media. Yeah. I try to stay off of it. All right. It's there, hard, history B. It's hard with the job. You ready to do this? I'm ready. Okay. Let's uh, have a little music if we could. So Scraby was bragging about... How exceptionally is it is history knowledge? So a couple questions to test it. Okay. Scraby, who became president after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Um, Was it Howard Taft? That is incorrect. James Buchanan. It was Andrew Johnson. Okay. Which is the oldest university in the United States? Which is the oldest university in the United States? I believe it's Harvard. That is correct. Good job, yeah. Nicely done. Did you know that one before you asked it? I did not. What nationality was Karl Marx? Oh my god! These are not third grade questions. They were. Yeah, he, I think he's I must Russian. Have gone to a much he's more Russian? difficult school than you. Russian? That is wrong. <laughs> wrong. Oh. That was uh, German. And finally, in which year did the, did the Titanic sink? Nineteen eleven. It was actually nineteen twelve. Oh, your final answer was nineteen eleven. That was good. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't even. That was really good. Do you guys scraping. know what day? It happened? It's only because he's seen the Leonardo DiCaprio Titanic 37 times. No, I got lost in a Titanic wormhole the other day of looking at all the artifacts that are under the ocean. This is what you do with your free time? Yes. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> wow, really cool.
Good I mean, you, Scraby. I have so much useless knowledge, it's ridiculous. Guys, join us for Facebook Live in five minutes. Be with us Friday <laughs> as we give away five free sandwiches from Witch Witch Superior Sandwich. Order your sandwich online now for delivery today at witchwitch.com. Enjoy your three-day weekend, buddy. Have a great weekend, well, everybody. We'll be back Monday, but, I mean, it is a holiday weekend. Yeah, Facebook Live. Tell them. You had to tell them. Uh, I just did. You did? Yeah. Why are you minutes. yelling at us? Where were you at? I was right You here. two were laughing at each other. <laughs> Sorry you got useless knowledge up there. <laughs> Colin Gower coming up next. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.